0: You're listening to episode 40 of Brave and Boss the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. On today's episode, I am really excited to share with you our season finale. I cannot believe we are up to 40 episodes in 2020, but we are. What a crazy year. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to dive into lessons learned from 2020. I'm going to talk a little bit about the upcoming season. I'm going to talk about my email marketing masterclass and I'm going to share why it's really important to focus on the long game when it comes to your business. So grab a notebook and a pen and let's get started. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello! Thank you for joining me again. I'm your host, Christy Sumer of Brave and Embossed Podcast, the founder of the seven-figure ethical fashion brand, Encircled. And I am so excited to be back with you on this podcast. It's been a little bit... I did a lot of batch recording in the summer since it was super busy with uh, work um, and circled specifically. Um, So I haven't recorded a podcast in a long time, which is so weird. Uh, So I'm excited to be back with you today. And this is actually our season finale, believe it or not. We're up to 40 episodes this year, which is pretty much a record for me, I think, in terms of how many podcasts we've ever done in a year. Um, And we're only like three quarters of the way through. And uh, the reason why I I decided to end the season here is just because I'm in the middle of launching uh, my first online course, the Email Marketing Masterclass, which I've talked a little bit about on this. Uh, So I'll talk a little bit about it on this episode because when this episode goes live, it will be, uh, the cart will be open because I'm doing a live round first. So, and probably the only live round of this course. So it's going to go on to evergreen, which means it will be self-study mode for Uh, forever and ever but for this round I'm doing live group coaching with the program which uh, is a huge benefit if you've ever wanted to coach with me you'll know that I do have very premium coaching services and there's definitely a reason for that being that you know I value my time and it's a big investment for your business but I find when people invest in their business they take it very very seriously Um, and also I'm not a full-time coach so uh, I put a a high premium on my time, just because most of my time is spent in my running my e-commerce business. So I'm very selective and I don't, I don't take too many clients. And so that's what it is. So my coaching runs typically, if I did the math, it's probably about 250 us an hour, 250, 300, somewhere around around there. Uh, so just that alone with this marketing masterclass, uh, thinking that you'll have this group and it's probably going to be, You know, a relatively small group of people um, and so you get a lot of individual attention on your emails, your flows, anything you want to talk about the business we will definitely prioritize email marketing on these coaching calls. But uh, a great opportunity to get some uh, attention from me from a coaching perspective and really set your email marketing up for success prior to Black Friday, Cyber Monday and holiday. So I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end if you're interested uh, in sticking with it and learning a little bit more. But for now, I just want to talk about (laughs) 2020. Guys, what a year. Oh my gosh. Uh, You know, I listened back the other day to an episode, uh, Lessons Learned in 2019, and My gosh, I don't think any of us had any idea of what was coming down the pipeline in 2020. The reason I'm laughing is just because I don't even know. The emotions that come up when I think about this year are so mixed. And it's been, and I'm sure you can relate, it's just been a myriad of emotions, a roller coaster starting from the beginning of March to now. I mean, I remember walking in the park with my dog on the phone with my mom. And just crying because I was so scared. I didn't know what was going to happen with the business. We shut down everything um, to having our best month ever in the middle of a pandemic um, and revenue wise. So it's just been all over the place. <laughs> so I laugh because I laugh when I'm awkward and weird. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of my attributes. When I feel uncomfortable, I laugh. I laugh. Because I just don't know what emotion to express around 2020. I would never say that I'm grateful for the pandemic in any way, shape or form, because there have been a lot of unnecessary uh, lives lost. But I think it has been a, a big awakening for a lot of people, uh, specifically a lot of you that have mission-driven and purpose-driven businesses Um there's been a lot of consumer focus on shopping local, shopping ethically, supply chains. Um, as they've watched uh, businesses treat their workers poorly and not pay suppliers during the height of the pandemic and all these brands going bankrupt, it creates inevitably a lot of opportunity for smaller brands to step up and take uh, more of a leadership position in the market uh, alongside everything that's happened around uh, Black Lives Matter movement, getting more prominence, which is amazing, um, and the pressure being put on uh politicians, systems, uh, all these racist policies that exist worldwide, and a lot of them are very insidious and undercover uh, and deeply ingrained, uh, has been really good to bring about change. But it's also called out a lot of leaders. It's called out a lot of businesses who are doing things that, quite frankly, uh, they should never have been doing. And we've seen it in a number of businesses. You saw you know, the head of reformation stepped down. Um, you, uh, a bunch of like celebrities got called out. Um, and who was the other one that I saw? I'm trying to think that had to step down there. There's been just a lot. Um, but these people were doing bad things. And the fact that it was quiet before is just shocking to me. So, If you're running an ethical and sustainable business at this time and you're doing good in the world, you are very well positioned now to be successful because consumers are not tolerating BS um, and hateful speech and policies and stuff like that anymore. There's transparency is the new currency for business. So that's one thing I think that I've seen come out of 2020 is that the importance of transparency is even more important. And when I say transparency, I don't just necessarily mean about your supply chain or, um, you know, how you pay your workers, but what you're doing internally in your business and on the inside of your business. That kind of connection with the founder and your team members and all that kind of stuff is becoming more important. People in this like overly digitized world, they crave connection. So the more you can connect with your customers directly, the better. I mean, we've seen. Um, They said you've seen 10 years of change happen in three months in terms of digital. It's been like, I mean, I've been ordering my groceries online for years, years, and that business almost basically crumbled under the pressure of the pandemic because they couldn't get enough uh, drivers or suppliers or anything to serve the the groups of customers coming in who didn't want to go into grocery stores. So it's been just a massive, massive shift. So if you're direct to consumer, um, this is a really great time to really position yourself for growth. Now, I will say there's a bunch of categories that I empathize with completely that have been really hard hit in the pandemic and just I think that's a time where you need to reevaluate and see how you can position yourself differently. But obviously, anything travel related, like I think of suitcases and stuff like that, like nobody's buying those right now. Party dresses, like maybe they're making a bit of a revival now. But from the data and research, we know most people aren't anticipating wearing a lot of that type of clothing the next year even. So I recommend if you're in a business where you feel like your category has been hard hit, Throughout 2020, uh, to reevaluate your product assortment and see what you can develop and start to sell that would make sense from a brand standpoint um, and fill a gap potentially in the market for your consumers, and that may require you to do some research, and that always freaks people out. But if you have an email list or a social media following, you know it's very easy to pop onto stories and do a couple of research questions, or to put together a quick type form or Survey or Google Form whatever you prefer to use to be able to collect some data and understand like where are your customers going back to work? What are they expecting to wear? What products are they using the most? Like I can't imagine people are putting tons and tons of makeup on right now. Like I barely, my makeup is my filter on my Instagram stories. I literally just posted that um, because I'm like, what's the point? I'm just at home. Um, So that's something to just keep in mind is that if you are in an underperforming category, think about how you can do things differently Could you get into digital products? Could you do something else um, until your category starts to ramp up again? And this too shall pass. So that is a really key learning for me in 2020, that the pandemic at some point will end. But what probably won't end is the change in consumer behavior. I don't know if you, at least for a while, will see the rebounding of consumer behavior back to where it was in 2019, meaning people shopping in stores, because people are now used to ordering everything online. Um, you know, it's going to take probably a generation to get rid of the fear of COVID. I mean, people now, for sure, there's segments of the population that are pretending like there's nothing wrong. Um, but if you look at, a comparable pandemic, which would probably be the Spanish flu, it took years for that to pass, and then it took generations to get over it because they remembered how awful it was. Uh, so definitely, depending on where you are in the world, this is this message will resonate differently. I know in the U.S. there's been a lot of deaths, and in Europe and India and Brazil we're if you're new to this podcast i'm up in canada uh obviously there has been a lot of deaths up here as well but um we've been able to slow the spread so you know it's it's definitely horrific and in, in in it's in so many ways but it also i think has been something that you know from a trauma perspective it's just changed people it's changed people immensely like we're seeing in toronto um Trends wise, like if you look at people are moving out of the city, they want to live more in homes, less in condos. Um, Airbnbs are becoming more regulated here, so people are not doing them anymore in buildings. There's a flood of rental properties in the market, so rental prices are going down, and ultimately, all the employment. Insurance stuff that's happening is going to end, and the mortgage deferrals that were available in Canada are going to end. So, like, nobody knows what the economic long term impacts are of this, but there will be some. So, the more you can shore up your business now, the better you will be. Nothing makes me more grateful than the fact that um, I run very conservatively in my business. We are a finance first company. Uh, I talk a lot about money on this podcast. I talk a lot about money in the business. And then people think that, you know, my only motivation is money, which it is most definitely not. There are a lot better ways and easier ways to earn money than running an ethical fashion brand. Trust me. Um, But the reason I talk about it a lot is because we run on razor slim profit margins. So, in order to run a sustainable business, grow a business, Um, you know, you have to be talking about money all the time. It's just a reality. So, um, yeah. So I think shoring up your finances would be something I've learned. You know, I, our investor pushes us to invest and spend a lot and we've definitely made some big investments in the last month, uh, for sure. And we're doubling down on our inventory and trying to pre-build in case there's a second wave, um, and another shutdown in the winter. But, um, I run very conservative and I'm grateful for that because you're seeing startups that previously, um, you know, Required uh, immense amounts of venture capital to even run. And then you're seeing that venture capital market kind of dry up. And then these businesses are having to lay off people. Like, look at all the tech firms laying off people right now. Nobody would have called for that like a year ago. Um, so it's putting a whole nother layer in there. So if you are cash flow positive in your business and you're able to set some money aside and save a little bit every month in your business. I would highly recommend pursuing that strategy at this point. You know, worst case scenario, you end 2020 with um, some profit and you can do some distributions to yourself and your employees potentially. But now is not the time to make that $100,000 bet. You know, maybe you have $5,000 bet, maybe $1,000 bet. Cool. But keep it really controlled and minimal. If that's my best advice. Um, something I really wanted to cover off here is like the long game. So that's kind of a key learning out of 2020 in one sense, but it's just something I've observed a lot with, uh, people in our brave and boss Facebook group and people on Instagram and coaching clients and all that kind of stuff. It's that like, there's this perception that, um, you know, coaches and brands just have this like instant success. And for sure there's brands out there that, have put up a product and it's gone viral and they're, you know, they really didn't have to do a lot. Like the first one that comes to mind is that, um, I think it's called, I don't want, no, I'm going to call it the wrong thing. I wanted to say netball. That's not right. Um, it's basically this like little like trampoline and you like throw the ball and it's almost like a weird volleyball game that these four, three or four guys made up, um, and then just started manufacturing it and they invested very little money into it. And throughout the pandemic, obviously, they've exploded because people are looking for outdoor games to do. But that product pretty much had immediate lift because it just had such a um, product market fit. And it just took off. Um, I don't even think they took any investment until maybe later on. I'm not even sure they might even still be self-funded. But um, that's an example of a rarity. That is a rare find. It's you know, you can't just put up a website and expect sales to come in. That is not the way things work anymore. Um, the digital marketplace is so crowded, and that's okay because there's room to differentiate. There's room to niche down. There's room to do things differently because your voice matters and how you do things and your products are different. But that means that you can't just like, if they build it, they will come. Kind of with your marketing strategy, and you have to be invested in the long game. I love. Setting, you know, resetting realistic expectations with clients when they come to me and they want to do two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the first year, and I'm just like, "That's great. I want you to do that too." But how? How are we going to do that? Because a lot of brands to get to that level of growth in one year business, like they're investing, probably a hundred fifty thousand dollars to get there. Like most brands aren't running cash flow positive in the first year, even second year. I didn't start paying myself in the business until. Mm, probably into the third year of the business. And then I was paying myself below minimum wage, pretty much. So, you know, to get up to a salary that I'm at today, it's taken like eight years, like, that's no joke. That's the long game, you know, and so we should be celebrating more in society. And I did a post the other day, businesses that last, (laughs) because those businesses that come in with You know, venture capital and blow up and then, you know, like brandless is one I'm thinking of as an example that went under that was invested in by the same people who invested in WeWork. They came in with a business model that was based on um, poor financials, quite frankly, and it was just an exciting idea. Um, you know, a lot of people got laid off in that process, that company shut down, a lot of consumers got disappointed. uh, And cool, they were in like, they were named like most innovative company on Time magazine, but they lasted like two years or something. So to me, that's not a success. That's a massive, massive failure and resource loss and, and almost like a joke. So if you're running a business that's like, been around a few years, like bravo, good for you. You are outlasting a lot of people. If it's five years, you're beating probably 50%. If it's 10 years, you're in like the top 20% because most businesses don't make it past that. So take a moment to celebrate and congratulate yourself on that and focus on the long game. If this year is not your year, if 2020 has not been your year for whatever reason, that's okay. Keep going. Keep going, working on your business, building your audience, building engagement. You are in this for the long haul. You don't create a business. business to become a millionaire overnight. That is just not how it works, despite what you would see on, um, you know, money mindset coaches and stuff like that and manifestation. And I'm all for all that woo-woo stuff. I love me some money mindset manifestation, but you have to be realistic with what you have, the market, your capabilities, your product, your bandwidth. Like a good gut check is um, if you're setting goals for year to go, um, you know, at time of varying, it will be September. So you've got September, October, November, December. So four pretty key months. How much inventory do you have? Do you have enough inventory to even meet your goals? So I last year was looking at our goals year to go, and I realized in September, we don't have enough inventory to sell to actually meet our goals. That's a massive, massive problem. So the year before, we actually had too much inventory. Um, So that's important to look at. And then if you don't have the inventory, do you have the cash flow to even make the inventory? And if you can't, could you do something else like pre-orders or Kickstarter or Indiegogo or something like that? Um, and look at your bandwidth as a team. like what have you been trending at year to date? If you've been trending at you know 30,000 months, the expectation that you're going to go to a hundred thousand months um, without doing anything very different is probably not realistic. So you know if you're wanting to forecast the last four months of the year and you haven't done that already, look at last year's sales, look at your trend year to date and come up with an estimate that makes sense for your brand and business and then plan your inventory against that. Um, I really want you guys to make it through this year and to be successful and positive and have a great holiday season. That's really most important to me. Um, so if you're not join the Facebook group, brave and boss entrepreneurs, my group coaching that I'm doing in there for free. We do monthly free live group coaching for an hour on Facebook live is on black Friday, cyber Monday. So we're going to be talking all about that this month. Um, the next thing I want to say is, um, what's coming up for next season. Okay, so people have been asking. um, So next season will probably kick off in October. Um, We are going to likely break at some point in the holiday as well again, and then come back in January. And I am going to be doing a lot more interviews in this season. So I'm very excited to have just a variety of people on the podcast who um, will talk about their business, their startup, um, what's worked for them, what hasn't, I love those episodes. Whenever I can find, and it's pretty rare because there's not a lot of like e-commerce podcasts out there. But whenever I can find somebody who can speak like openly and honestly to what they did, what works, what doesn't work, like that is just so helpful because you never know. There may just be like a one little nugget that comes out of that that will be really inspirational. Um, so we're gonna do more of that. I'm gonna still do some solo episodes for sure. Um, definitely do a few on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and holiday definitely, definitely. And I'll try and put those in for early October, just so you guys can start planning. Um, hopefully you're starting already. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what's coming up for season four. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about that. I think it'll be a big growth year for brave and boss and, uh, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Now, the last thing I want to leave you with is if you're interested in joining the email marketing masterclass, uh, probably the time of airing, we're having the webinar as this airs. But um, if you're not on the email list, hop over to braveandboss.com. The Email Marketing Masterclass will be up and live there for purchase. There's a $200 off coupon um, to get in on the first round. So the first round with that coupon will only be $597 Canadian dollars. So that's like $450 US dollars. And that includes four modules. That includes like over... I think it's like five hours of training. There's three bonus trainings. There's going to be four live coaching and Q&A sessions that are private uh, with the group in the program um, where you can have your homework reviewed, ask any questions, send me emails if you want me to review the copy, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole program is really on transforming your email marketing. So we start from the foundation of uh, helping you better understand analytics, which is very important to email marketing, what to optimize, um, how to improve your open rates, that kind of stuff, um, to talking about you know best practices and email software integrations, um, a lot about some underrated emails that most people don't utilize in their business, and uh, rules and regulations, et cetera, et cetera, which are super important as you grow your list. Then module three covers off accelerating your list growth because you can't just keep emailing a stale list, you always need to be adding new subscribers. So I'll share my best tried and true tactics to doing that. Um, And module four is all about automations and campaigns. So coming up with your content strategy, how to execute it, um, how to develop an opt-in, how to, you know, the most important flows, everything's jam-packed with swipe files. So like sample copy, uh, flows mapped out, um, worksheets, spreadsheets, I'm giving you everything that I've used in my business here. Um, it's a really great value in this course. I actually haven't seen anything like this uh, at this price point. So hopefully you can get in on it. Um, I'm hoping to get a good group of e-commerce entrepreneurs. And basically the program kicks off. Like once you register, the registration closes September 10th. Um, if you're listening to this before that date, head on over to braveandboss.com and register. Um, and... Yeah. And then basically the modules drip out once every week. And then the last two are really big Needy modules. So like there's a couple weeks in between them. So it'll go into kind of the end of October and you'll have lots of time to do your homework in between sessions because I know you guys are busy. Um, so I'm super excited for this program and I hope you'll consider joining me on this journey and accelerating your email marketing growth because that's been a really key pillar to growing Encircled for me. For sure, that's like the number one channel um, for us revenue wise and then also the number one channel that was pivotal to growing our our business from day one. All right. So that's just a wrap up of what's happening in 20, I guess, 2020, season four, uh, the email marketing masterclass. I talked about the Facebook group and the free coaching you can get in there. And then, uh, lessons learned from 2020 you know, it's been quite a year and I'm so grateful for all of your support out of this podcast. Um, if you ever have any topic suggestions, or questions you want me to cover off in the podcast, you can email them to hello at braveandboss.com. Um, and if you love this podcast, please share it with a friend. Uh, I try to keep my advertising pretty uh, low on this podcast. I pay for all the editing myself out of my own pocket and just getting more reach just helps help me help other entrepreneurs. Um, so if you can take this episode and if it resonated, share it with a friend, share it in a Facebook group that you're in for e-commerce entrepreneurs. I'd be so honored, um, for that. So, and if you'd love to connect, find me on Instagram. I'm at Christy Sumer, K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R. All right. So that wraps up season three. Yay. I'm so proud of you guys. And it's been amazing seeing all the great work and achievements that you guys have been getting in the group and on Instagram. So keep tagging me and we will speak to you soon. Take care.